Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here. Neil Camero, author, musician, guitar teacher, businessman, property entrepreneur, NLP practitioner, hypnotist, and dad. The toughest job of all of them and the best. I'm here with episode 206 of the Tudor Podcast. Once again, trying to bring you help to allow you to start, grow, and love your tutoring business the way I do mine, while staying comparatively sane and having fun in the process. So today I want to talk once again to one of my favorite things, language specifically the language we use with our students a lot of this is drawn from my training in nlp which i'm a registered practitioner uh, nlp is neuro-linguistic programming it's the sort of practical application of language and psychology to patterns of behavior to elicit change and positivity i owe an immense debt to my friend trainer and mentor john cassidy rice at nlp excellence uh, for all of his work. If you want to hear more about John, there's a previous interview episode I've done with him in the Tudor Podcast archive. He's a lovely guy. So big shout to John. Now, neuro-linguistic programming NLP isn't that popular among psychologists, and I suspect that's because it works too well. It's extremely fast. It's uh, a little bit convoluted. But in my 14 years of experience using the stuff day in, day out, it's an extremely powerful tool. And one of the biggest revelations to me of NLP was its observation of language. When I began to listen more acutely to what people were saying, it gave me a window into the way they thought. Because what NLP posits that People's vocabulary in speech will tell you how they think. And that's been incredibly useful to me as a teacher, as a father, in my role as business mentor, and as a property investor. So not to mention being a brother, a friend, business partner to other people. Now, it's all about listening and really hearing what's being said. And that's different to what I thought conversation was. Conversation used to be me waiting for my turn to speak. But as NLP got into my system and I started to really listen to what people were saying, I could use that insight to understand how they were thinking and then modify my own speech and vocabulary to suit so I could better communicate an idea. That meant I could hitch my material to the hooks they're already hanging their existing thoughts on. So what does this mean? Well, it means it'll tell me the way they're representing the world to themselves. So a student who says things like, oh, I can't see it, that doesn't look right. They're using visual language and I'll adopt that and load my own speech with visual language terms like look at it this way as another point of view or how does that look i'll use adjectives that are more visually based so i might refer to things as being dark 
colourful, bright, sunny. It might ask the student to imagine something or picture this and so on. And for these guys, I'll draw pictures. Lots and lots of pictures. Really awful pictures, as long as it helps. Then I've got another set of students who will use a lot of sound-based language. We call it auditory. They'll say, oh, it doesn't sound right. Something doesn't sound good. Oh, it sounds good. They're using sound language, audio language. So I'll ask them, how does that sound? And maybe I'll suggest that an idea might resonate with them. And I'll stoke up the audio language into my conversation. I'll use words like loud, bass, treble, boom, deep, high, beat, rhythm, tap, pulse, and so on. For a real auditory-based person, I'll probably adopt a more sing-song tone of voice too. Or I might drop my voice down into the Barry White range and let it resonate in the room. If I'm lucky on some days, I can get it low enough to make the 20 or so acoustic guitars in the teaching room resonate with that voice just to add a bit more sonic interest. How does that sound? Then you get the the feel based guys. These are the called kinesthetics and their language will all be about bodily sensations like touch. They'll tell you how something feels because that's how they think and process data in those touchy-feely terms. They might say something like, that feels funny, that feels weird. Oh, that feels good. That feels odd. So I'll usually ask these guys, how does that feel? How do you feel about that? I'll stack those language terms into my communication to them. I'll saturate it with touch and physical sensation words, especially vowels like stroke, Touch, caress, soft, gentle, smooth, with about 17 O's in it. I'll suggest that something might feel warm, that it could be cool, that they don't want to crush the strings. They might like to glide and drift around, that certain sounds are sharp or spiky. And I think that's really important when you're teaching a musical instrument. And then there are just the odd few people who are what are called taste mongers. These are generally known as olfactory and gustatory or gustatory sensation streams or language types. They're all about taste and smell. They're not as common as the visual, auditory and kinesthetic lot, but they're still in the mix. And remember, everybody's blending language together, different proportions. It's not a purely visual, purely auditory, purely kinesthetic, purely olfactory. It's a mix for everyone. So these olfactory gustatory guys will use words like sweet, bitter, stink, smooth, sharp, hot, as in spicy, bland, mellow, taste, fruity, and so on. And I'll use much the same as those kinds of words when I'm teaching them. For instance, the example I use most often is that chromatic notes are, are spicy notes or fruity notes. If certain sound is fruity, one might taste, taste spices, a hot note they don't want to hold for too long. What I want to get across here is when we 
start to practice really listening for these cues and modifying our language so that we can communicate better, it'll change things. You'll become an even better, more influential tutor. Your students won't know why, but all they'll know is that they, they get you and that you get them in some way. As your language reflects how they think, you'll be perceived as more like them. Therefore, more likable, more pleasant, more credible, and a much better teacher. And it's all about really listening in instead of just waiting to speak. So let me know what caught your ear in this episode and how you get on. I'd love to hear from you because I'm here to learn and help. Send your comments and questions in to info at neilcamado.com. And remember to subscribe to the Tudor podcast to get all the updates and tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business. In the meantime, you can always find me on Twitter where I'll hang out as at Tutor Podcast. So until next time, have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses. Thank you.